0: Good evening, everybody. Good evening, the world. Wherever you are listening, where you, wherever you are hearing us from. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Ah, uh, uh, Good morning, wherever you're listening from. Welcome to another episode of Africans in the Diaspora with your host today, Olubanjo the and my co-host, Miss. Mrs. Adigoon herself, you've heard her voice before, Mrs. Machine, Leah Adigun. Hello,
1: hello.
0: She's going to be co-hosting with me today. So it's going to be an interesting program, right, baby?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yes, and we have a very important guest with us today, all the way from other parts of the country, right?
1: Yeah, Ghana
0: ghana she's originally from ghana she's an author speaker and life coach in the person of hannah rich aziedo welcome welcome
2: (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much it's really a pleasure to be with you and your lovely wife
0: (laughs) you are welcome to africans in the diaspora our show is about uplifting the African communities in the diaspora uh, a, 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 any way we can do it by speaking positive uh, things into our lives and learning from other people. We do uh, music. We do uh, interview. We do all different type of events, even live streaming sometimes. Uh, so. You are here today. You're going to be teaching our people a lot of stuff because, of course, you are an author, a speaker, and a life coach. So, you're going to be teaching us a lot of different stuff.
1: Yeah, yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, so please, first of all, introduce yourself to us, please.
2: <laughs> okay, like you said, you've given me a wonderful introduction already. But my name is Rich, if you do Um, I'm a mother primarily of three little boys, all under the age of four. Wow. <laughs> very, I'm so very full. I have a three, two, and one-year-old. Um, yeah, and I'm a wife and an amazing human being. I, I call him an amazing human being. He's such a wonderful person and yeah i'm an author like you said i'm a speaker i'm a life coach and i do some philanthropy as well oh um so yes mm-hmm. i yeah. didn't know that so
0: i didn't know that that that's, that, that's a new that's... one i didn't know that
2: <laughs> wow oh really Wow. yeah it's all on my website but
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah well once again we welcome you to our show uh how did you start uh the journey to becoming a life coach?
2: Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Um it's actually please give me a moment. I'm just oh yeah, so it's actually I actually landed into this um this whole season of my life very, very accidentally because Initially, um, I was I was into something. I was in totally different things. I wasn't an author, life coach, nothing. But I used to love talking to people. So I've worked. I have about ten years working experience in the corporate world. I have worked at various organizations with the United Nations, with Lancaster um, University UK, the Uganda branch, and then here in the United States as well. I've done some work, but I never really thought of being a life coach but what i realized over the past 10 over 10 years was that in all the jobs i was i was at i was more interested i love my jobs i love my roles but i was also very interested in the people i work with So i was interested in my colleagues i always wanted to find out what was going on with my colleagues how i could advise them and you know help their lives to be better i always i'm so interested in people i'm so interested in people having a fulfilling better life and so that's kind of where after i had my third baby i was just praying i'm like okay god like i'm done i just want to find out like should i continue with my path and then god kind of just led me into this new path i wrote my first book and you know with that he was like i should also go ahead and enter. so i actually took a life coaching certification because i was like i had no idea you know how to be an official like life coach even though I have been doing this unofficially with people, like people are always like, oh, Hannah, it's like, I'm so encouraged. Thank you so much. Like, it's unofficial with my family, with my friends. But I really, one thing with me is when I want something, I want it to be professionally done. So even with my author, my writing, I even took an authorship class because I wanted to be good at what I do. And so with a life coach, I took a life coaching certification, and that kind of, I was like, oh, yes, this is me. I want to do this. Um, so that's kind of the journey, that's kind of how the journey has been, how I accidentally landed into all of this, um, speaker and all of that. So yeah, I'm probably all over the place, but I just wanted to give you like an idea of where the journey kind of has been like.
0: Okay, great. Uh,
2: uh,
0: while you were speaking, I could pick up that you are a Christian. Um, yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about, because you were saying that God helped you yes. to make this decision. Could you tell us a little bit yes. about, about that part, please?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, so, like you said, I'm a Christian. Um, I believe so much in God. And You know, before I was, like a lot of people right now, I feel like a lot of people right now are just like going to church, just reading their Bibles, but you don't really do it with meaning and intentionality, and I've been there. And so when I was there, even though I would pray, okay, God, let me know what your will is for my life, I still had my own choices. I still had the things that I wanted to do. Yes. But I got to this new place where it's like, I'm reading the Bible not because I just want to check it off a list of my Christian duties, but I read the Bible with hunger. I want to know what God says about my life in the Bible. I go to church because I want to go and service God with all my heart because I remember back then, sometimes I would even be praying, and my my mind would be thinking about lunch, I'll be planning different things, then, but my lips would be praying or praising, whatever. It was just all outward. But there's this place that I am at now, but I thank God for that, that I'm so in tune with the Holy Spirit, because God gave us His Holy Spirit. We don't have Jesus right now. None of us Christians on earth have ever seen Jesus. No. All we have is the Holy Spirit. I and so it. once, yes, yeah, and so, why don't you really get in touch with the Holy Spirit inside of you? it mm-hmm. will literally guide you if you really open up your heart. Jeremiah, I don't want to get it, but Jeremiah says that you will you will seek me and you will find me when you seek with all your heart. And so, it's a matter of the heart. It has to be a heart felt seeking, and then God will really show you. And so, that's what He did to me. I went to Him searching, and then He really led me to all of this.
0: So you had an, an encounter with with jesus our, our god i mean you had an encounter i
2: did i did yes wow. i did mm-hmm. yeah
0: wow yeah so and uh, after the encounter you you were sure that okay this is what god want me to do to help people to you know do this uh yeah. and you make that decision through the holy ghost and holy spirit yeah. right awesome mm-hmm. yeah you have mm-hmm. any questions?
1: Um, I just I I looked at your website today, and um, my goodness, it's, you it's you beautiful. have first of all you have an amazing website. Yes, you I do. I feel like I learned a lot <laughs> about you. Um, I was just interested, um, because I know that you have like a um, I think you call it your decoding series. Oh. Um, in the books yes. that you've written. Um, it seems like, um, each of these books that you've written have been from your experiences,
2: correct? Yeah. Can you yes, tell Yes, from can, my personal experiences and that of others.
1: Oh, okay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about each of the, uh, you've written, what is it, I think four books, is that correct?
2: I have it's five books, five. I'm Um, sorry. But it's the first one that is completed. Oh, okay. It's It's the first one, yeah. But the others are all kind of in the progress, in progress, still writing, yeah.
1: Can you can you go through each of those books a little bit and just explain um, about what each of them entails?
2: Yes, absolutely. I would love to. (laughs) Um, So my very first book, um, that's so I have a five-part decoding series. Um, So it all starts with decoding and then it ends with code. So the first one is decoding the in-law code. Um, And then, so that focuses really on... I'm not sure whether I should talk about it or just... Imagine no, all the titles, and just I just break it down. I, I un- all the titles. I understand
0: being a, uh, a an author, you don't want to talk about the old book. But what is I mean? Just tell tell us about the books, you know, about the. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Not exactly what is in the book, so that yeah. people have to go and get it and read it, you know. So we, it's like yeah. Don't <laughs> don't tell us what's in yeah. it, need, but tell us about it. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. So the first book is Decoding the In-Law Code. And that really focuses on how to have a better in-law relationship in marriage. Because one thing I realized growing up, and even from my grandma, from my mom, they all had problems with their in-laws and it affected their marriages. And even just observing different people, my aunties, my friends, my even on TV, even in movies, like we all know that the in-law relationship is always a very touchy you know subject and so that's really the focus of this book um it has a lot of scriptural references but you don't really have to be a christian to read it okay. but of course it, most of the things the points i talk about in the book stems from scriptures but you know it's not you don't have to be a christian to read so it written. you can still read it and apply the principles yeah it's i focus on mind shifts and principles and so you can apply those mind shifting principles to actually help you have a better relationship with your in-laws mm-hmm. um so that's the focus of the very first book mm-hmm. um and then the second book um focuses on the other side of the angle because the in-law relationship is two ways it's it's the husband and the wife and then it's the parents and then the siblings and so, and so that focuses on There's parents and the sibling relationship, that's decoding the parents and sibling in-law code. You know, how should they also, you know, behave towards their spouses to help their marriage? So that's the focus of that second book. Um, The third book is decoding the female friendship code. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Mrs. Adigun, but, you know, female friendships are really, they can be just so terrible. (laughs) Both. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so that's the focus. <laughs> <okay, miss.
1: laughs> wow. Yeah. Usually, yeah, usually with male, female like, relationships.
2: Male, yeah, male
1: like... Yeah, there's usually a lot of drama oh with female God. relationships, for sure.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's the focus of that third book. Is to you know, how do we become better friends as females to each other? How do we push each other up there? How do we support each other spiritually? And like, so I just, that book focuses on just helping us to be better friends to each other as females, you know, thereby creating a better bonds, thereby pushing each other higher together, not pulling anyone down. You know, so just, that's just the focus of that book. And the first book is Decoding the Immigrant Code. And that book, is from such like a deep place in my heart because it focuses on you know the, the immigrant story, the immigrant journey. It's kind of, my, my plan for that book is to make it like a, a help book for upcoming immigrants so that immigrants who have already been here, yes. done that, made mistakes, had successes, had victories. What did they do right? What did they do wrong? So that book will help new immigrants because I want to help other people because immigration is not going to end now. There's going to... Immigration is going to continue So I want to help upcoming immigrants to really have an idea of what to expect from this whole immigration, you know, because a lot of times we don't really know what's ahead of us. And so when I came to America, like there was a lot of things that were so new to me, I had no idea. I mean, we hear about this when we were in Ghana, in Africa, wherever, but coming here, the reality was quite different. And so it shouldn't be so, especially not in this modern era where information is so like available all over the place, and so that's the focus of that immigration book, decoding the immigrant code, is to just help other immigrants, give them tools, guidelines, you know, what they can do to help, you know, their 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 um, you know, getting settled in the new culture and the new society better. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, this... and then the fifth and final book, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: um, that that immigrant yeah, the decoding book, yeah. the uh, decoding the immigrant. Uh We help a lot oh, of people yeah. because, and those are the yeah. things I was talking about at the beginning of this. This is the, pe- pe- people need to get that book. People coming in, in yeah. wh- whether they have come, wh- whether they hear the podcast in Africa or wherever they, when they are coming to America, those are the type of books that need to. Because coming here, of exactly. course, we don't have any guide, we don't have any anything to guide us. But if we have a book <laughs> like, like that, day. that no, would be I great.
2: Day. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yep. Thank you, my brother. Uh, yes, like so that, that is, is really it. the focus of that book. Yeah.
0: That would be great. And then the, the final
1: yeah. one?
2: Yeah, and the final one is um, decoding the young uh, the young person's code. And what I've realized now is in the culture we're in right now, a lot of people are hailing, like, like maybe in my own home country, for instance, they, they call something like the snake winds. And so people are hailing all sorts of like, To be the norm, it's like you know, don't people are not respecting that there is a process. You know, just last week in my country Ghana, two teenagers killed a ten-year-old for money rituals. They want to get rich like immediately, Mm. but there's a process. So focuses on just telling the young people that look, enjoy your youth, enjoy being a young person. I couldn't wait to grow up, but now that I've grown, I realize that look, I was just rushing to grow. I should actually take it. enjoy every stage that you're at enjoy being a young person take advantage of your parents taking care of you add value to yourself respect process there is a process you want to be a billionaire fine create something invent something money is not going to fall from the sky you don't go chase after someone's husband who is already rich like you have to follow the process because it's going to happen to you like especially people who are chasing for husband all those things you're young and you don't realize that you will grow up and it's going to happen to you. So that book is just kind of like a loud voice. I want to be that loud voice and like, look, young people, there is reward in being patient. There is reward in serving God. There is reward in just being in your season and, and being successful in the season you're as, as a young person because you will grow up. You will be independent from your, your parents. You're not going to be a young person forever. So take advantage of being a young person and be the best you can as a young person. So that's the focus of that, my that final book.
0: Wow, wow, wow. That is, oh my goodness, that's beautiful. I, I mean, people need to just get yeah. in touch with you. Uh, but before we go on, let me do a musical break right Thank here, you. okay? Uh, take, we're going to take yeah. a musical break right here. Okay. Everything you put your hand go up. Your name go off and down. You said for fear
2: Amen. 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 Everything you put on Amen.
0: Amen. 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 about people that are, after first life, you know, they need to think about what they are doing, they don't go after all these things, wait for the, for the Lord to do it for you at the right time, not hustling, not, you know, making, uh, killing people or doing stuff, all you have to do is believe that God will do your own one day,
2: exactly,
0: The music of Timmy Dacolo, Everything Amen. Yes, yes, yes. That was a musical interlude. We ha- I mean, we still have my sister here, Anaris Asiedu, uh, I mean, an, an author, speaker, and a life coach. I also have my wife here helping with this interview today. It's a beautiful program. I mean, I'm learning a lot. And it, this, is, this will be one of the best episodes that we have ever had because there's so much knowledge into what she's giving us today. And this is why we are doing this uh, podcast, to help people, you know, to, so that, I mean, uh, one thing I would love to do before we end this uh, program is have your information all over, every time. Give them your website. any any way they can contact you because this is important this is what our people need either from uh the diaspora here or back home you know if they are listening from back home they can Mm -hmm. they can get all this information before they even decide to come here they know that Mm -hmm. they need to go a certain way or uh, or the other you understand Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah so it it is important Mm -hmm. so give us your website so that I I want to have it as many times as possible uh, before. The, <laughs>
2: yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. So my website is actually very simple. It's my name. So it's myhannerich.com. So it's my M Y with my name hannerich.com. Very easy. Very simple. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, it's very simple. It's very easy. So there you have it. My Hannah Rich. <laughs> alloneword.com yes. my, Anna Rich, yes. my dot Anna com. Rich. yes there you have it yes. so go to our website it's, very, it's a, it was it mm, i've been to websites, so several websites and radio a musician uh, author and yours is well uh, made uh, whoever is working on it for you is doing a very good job uh, now thank you so much <laughs> you 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 welcome so uh how did you come to know Jesus?
2: Wow. <laughs> okay, so I don't have a very dramatic story. Like a lot of people have, some people have a like who are prostitutes or were like, like, I didn't have that kind of dramatic story. But I believe that mine is even more like, it's so critical, especially now. So let me tell you, I've always been a Christian. My I, I, you know, I was literally born into church. My mom, my grandma, they would always take us to church, and so I was, you know, I grew up in church. I was a church person. I was, I was teaching in Sunday school kids. I mean, I was just a church person. But I didn't realize that I didn't actually have a relationship with God. That's why I keep talking about that. I was just going to church because I had to. You know, my mom and grandma would make us go to church, but I didn't really have an encounter. And I had so many doubts in my head about Christianity because. My mom was a single mom. My grandma was a single mom. And so, in my teenage years, I started doubting God. I was like, I don't believe God is real. I don't believe like, what kind of good God would make my mom? Because my mom went through so many difficulties. You know, we just kept moving from one place to the other. Sometimes we had no money. It was just so difficult growing up. And so by the time I hit a teenager, I was like, okay God, like, you're either real or you're not. Like I'm ready. And that was just before I went to college. And i'm just always so thankful that the holy spirit showed himself to me so real before i went to college because i was ready to give up and in college i was ready to do whatever because i was so tired of being broke i was so tired of like all the stress that we had been through our entire life you know being raised by single parents and so one day um i had gotten baptized and after baptism at church you're laid hands you know, they lay hands on everyone that was baptized and everyone starts speaking in tongues but. Like, in my head, I was like, oh, this tongue is not real. People are just copying and just <laughs> pretending. Yep. Just copying what everyone else is saying. I don't believe it. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So I went home. Yeah. I was like, okay, God. So when I went home, I was like, okay, God. I nailed down. I was like, God, this is you and me right here. Have, I've completed senior high. I'm just about to go to college. Show yourself to me. If you're as real as you are, it's just me in my room. So I can't not say i copied somebody or someone influenced me. it's just you and i there was no one in there it was just me kneeling down in that room and oh, my goodness my brother and my sister <laughs> god came out like the holy spirit came alive so it was like there was fire literally burning all over me and then i just started speaking in tongues because before mm. then i wasn't speaking in tongues i just started speaking in tongues and then i fell i fell asleep and this is me being a goody two shoes. Very, I was very quiet. I would never talk to anybody. Very respectful. Very quiet. I not extrovert. I was a total introvert. When I woke up from sleep, and I promise you, like I cannot lie. Like this is what woke up from sleep. This this new person. Wow. Because I woke <laughs> up and I like I was like the was fire burning in me yeah fire literally pushing me to go tell everyone about jesus Christ. like my whole life changed i became from a quiet person to a talkative like i would never be here talking to you right now before then because i was very shy like when i go somewhere i just want to hide and not be seen and like not talk to anybody kind of person and like now here i am i'm like hi everyone oh my god (laughs) Wow. wow
0: See, I, I ask. Yeah, so
2: the Holy Spirit change my life. Amen, amen. Yeah. I
0: asked that question because a uh, mm-hmm. lot of people right now are lost. You know, uh, they're after the yeah. worldly stuff. Yeah. They are, and for somebody like you, yeah. uh, a well-educated, uh, author, a speaker, a life coach, still believing that there is God and there, if you believe in Him, He can do stuff for you. It's, it's an awesome it's an awesome thing, you know? And that is why I ask you that question. Be, because God can lead you in the right path if you follow him. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be yeah. too religious or anything, but uh, everything has uh, worked together in a certain way, you know? Uh, you you yes. understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Uh, God is the one leading you. You are not just out there doing this. Yeah. God is leading you, and if because there are so many lost souls out there now, I I believe if they listen to you, uh, you're a guru, (laughs) you're a guru that believes in God, you know. No, that's true, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like this guru believing God, I think there's something good about this thing they are talking about, God, you know, and so and it has led you into many successful, uh uh ideologies and stuff you know you have any question for her
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah i can't um
0: okay now <laughs> can you tell us some uh, some uh, good things about not everything you know uh in those relationship some good things because it's part of your uh, book, you know. I am saying I'm say, I'm, yeah. I'm, say, I'm not saying tell us about the book or uh, reveal the whole book, but just some stuff about <laughs> the book.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally would love to do that. Um, so in my in the book, I talk about uh, mind shifting principles. Um, so for instance, right, I have a section called um calling a spade a spade right and in that section i talk about how you know when we get married we think that our parents in-laws are supposed to automatically be our parents they are supposed to automatically love us you know but we don't what we don't realize is that it doesn't work that way it's not because in africa especially and even here in the united states we we feel like oh once we get married the two families are one family now but i feel like that thing is not that's not what it it is it doesn't work that way because (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> their parents-in-law hasn't known you all their lives. Like, how do you expect them to love you the so same they love their kids? Yes, you know, you're right. They've spent the past twenty something or thirty something years with their child, mm-hmm. so they can't have that same love for you. Yes, they're supposed to. That's what we all expect. So that's that's what has been leading to a lot of conflict amongst the in-law relationship because we always feel like, oh, they're supposed to just love us as a par- as you know, parents, but when you have that mindset that look, these guys are they might as well be strangers really because I only have their child, but they don't know anything about me, and so this is a brand new relationship, a brand new sleep. It has to be worked on. You have to develop it, you know. And when they do something, you know, when they treat their kids better than they are treating you, well, they're, they're not my parents. I don't care. If my parents treat my my you know my spouse totally differently than they treat me, then there's a problem. Like. Then I was like, oops, like, hello, parents. Like, you guys get back to me, hello. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's one of, the things, one of the points of the book. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like one of the main points. Uh, the, um, the problem, I also, Paul's writing
0: the book, I love. The problem in Africa is we refuse to call a spade a spade. That has been a yes. major problem. Because it's like yes. you... Instead of going straight to the point, and I think I developed that attitude after being here for so long i yeah. i don't sugarcoat things i say it the way it is and um, uh-huh. some people don't like it some people look at me like what is wrong with you how can you say that to him it's older than you no 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 if it's wrong it's wrong if it's right it's right if it if it's supposed to be black it's black if it's supposed to be white it's white so why are we going around the bush and that and that is the thing right there calling is paid is paid we have that problem <laughs> you know? We have that problem. <laughs> we do, and <laughs> even here in America, people have that same. Pro- they try to walk on a on a eggshell when they are around their people. Why not be who you are? Be yourself. I think it's, it works better that way. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I mean, in in our particular yeah. marriage, um, we don't. Neither of us have in laws. Um, like I'm so happy. his, his parents, his, both of his parents passed away and both of my parents passed away. Aww. So in our Aww. marriage, we're maybe blessed to not, <laughs> to not, to not have to deal with in-laws. Um, but I definitely have seen like other family members who have to deal with in-laws or, um, even my parents, um, I feel like in my family, I was very blessed because my mom's parents and my dad's parents were really good friends. Um, in fact, my oh, my, wow. my mom's dad led my dad's dad to the Lord. Um, so oh. they went oh to they went to the same God. church. The both of my grandfathers were elders together. So in my family, I I just assumed, you know, in-laws were a great thing. But in, like, other friends maybe or other family members, I'm like, yeah, it's not always like that. (laughs) So I think think your book would be, you know, extremely beneficial to so many married couples out there.
0: Yes, I believe so. Yes, I I hope so. so. You
2: have been blessed. Oh, you yeah. have been yeah. so blessed. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Yes. Wow. O- is, only that by his is so grace. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> only
0: by his grace. Wow. We're gonna wow. take a, a little break uh, and we'll be back after these messages. Okay. <laughs> and we are back. Yes. You are enjoying the beautiful program. Oh, yes. This podcast is so oh my god, this is different. My sister, Hannah Rich Asiedu, an author, speaker, and a life coach, also a philanthropist. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for gracing this podcast. Thank you very much. Um, my wife, I thank you for doing this with me again.
1: Thank you. Yes. yes. for having me. It, it's
0: been fun, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Mrs. As- Asiedu. Now, tell us about your <laughs> philanthropic part.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so what I do as a philanthropy, I, I love I'm a humanitarianist at heart. I love um, giving back. And so what I do with that is that I help people like like your wife, for instance, um, uh, Mr. Digun, if you don't mind, like your wife, for instance, if let's say she wasn't married to you and she wanted to go to Africa. To volunteer with a nonprofit and usually people are like they don't know where to step from they don't know what to do so that's where i come in that's what i do is that i connect different people doctors nurses teachers white black whatever asian i connect people who are passionate about volunteering their their services their skills their expertise to africa i connect them to nonprofits. profits that's why i do the job of getting reputable non-profit, because now there are a lot of common people like common people of their money and Mm -hmm, all that. mm -hmm. So I try to get reputable non-profits that I can actually connect people from here to the non-profits to go volunteer. So that's Mm. what I do with my philanthropy. Wow, Mm -hmm.
0: wow, that's interesting. I'm glad that you are doing that also because a lot of people, they want to help. They want to Go to Africa. They want they want to establish, but they are so afraid of the scams. And that is and yes. especially um, especially our two countries, Nigeria, Ghana. Oh no, no, I don't want to deal with Nigerians.
2: Ghana.
0: I don't Nigerians. I don't want to deal with them. No. But there are good people everywhere, as well as bad people. So, but if people can get in touch with somebody like you, that will be very very helpful.
1: Yeah, and I think you know there are people out there that want to do that kind of work. They yes. want to go to a different country and volunteer, but they have no clue where to start. So I think, I think what you do would be a great connection for them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it would be. It will be. So now, <laughs> my goodness, oh, uh, What is the next step in your life? What is the next step in your life? What what are you doing next? Uh, uh, I know you're still writing books. You're still uh, doing your life coach and everything. So what is the next step in your life?
2: Um, Really, when people ask me, that, I'm just like, well, I'm still going to continue doing what I'm doing until God tells me. If God tells me to stop everything right now, I will stop it. And I mean, I'm just following his direction for my life. I so right now, I'm just thriving in what he has told me to do. I'm trying to finish my books by God's grace. I got a traditional publisher for my first book, which is amazing because everyone told me it wasn't possible. You know, everyone was like, you know, you don't have a platform. You know, you're, you know, you're an immigrant. There so many limitations that disqualified me. But thank God that I got a traditional publisher with a literary agent and, you know, they are, they are interested in my fans because so they are working on getting that published. And so that's where, like, all the focuses right now is getting that book published and launched and out into the world. And I will continue with, you know, with my speaking, with my life culture, with my philanthropy. And so that is just what is happening in my life and what I'm going to continue doing for now until maybe God say something else. But this is what I'm doing now. Uh, uh,
0: my wife was reading something on your website about the card.
2: Um, yeah,
1: that you've got. Um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Maybe a collaboration with Day Spring. Uh,
2: oh yeah, um, yeah. I wrote I wrote a short story for Day Spring, and so they are going to publish it in September. Huh? It's also very exciting. It's it's a, it's a true life story of my mom, the challenges oh. my mom went through as a single mom. Um, so yeah, that that is. They're gonna publish it in September. Wow,
1: very nice.
0: Wait, yeah. What, yeah. What, what are the ways people can get in touch with you if they need to get in touch with you?
2: The first place through my website, <laughs> no myhanarage.com. I'm also on all well, not on all social media, it's too much. Social media is a lot. I'm only on two. <laughs> <laughs> I understand.
1: I understand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My wife understands that because yes. I'm on everyone. Oh no,
2: that's too much! I cannot. Thank goodness. I'm only I'm, I'm very active. I'm very active on Facebook uh-huh. as Hannah Rich ACADU. Mm-hmm. I'm active on LinkedIn as Hannah Rich Okay. I have an Instagram account, but oh, it's, it's not very, you know, it's yeah. so so. But people can still follow me on Instagram, but. My Instagram account is at myhanerich. So the name of my website is the name of my Instagram account. So at myhanerich. So myhanerich is the Instagram account. So yeah, these are the three main ways people can reach me. Um, Yeah.
0: I thank you very much for doing this. And I know a lot of people will want to get in touch with you because you are uh, are full of knowledge. You are full of energy. You are, oh my God, you are a vibrant person. I mean, okay. uh, all Can those you? information will be on the podcast also because we have to put a, a, a link to all those things that you mentioned, your, your Instagram, your yeah. Facebook and everything else. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. you for doing this. I really appreciate you. Uh, we, we, When the book comes out, we would like to do a follow up. Uh, Podcast when the book comes yes, out, so yes, that yes. people can know that yes. it's out and it's available and where they can get it and you yes. know stuff like that. You have anything to say to yes. this? Yeah,
1: just um, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a it's been a pleasure um, to <laughs> not only read about you on your website, but to, to actually get to speak Maybe with you best. and meet with you. <laughs> this is,
0: this is, a, is a vibrant yes. thank
1: you wow. so
2: yes. much thank you so much the pleasure is all mine thank you i've also enjoyed meeting you both of you because i saw your pictures this is actually good <laughs> on facebook but it's that pleasure actually meeting you you're so much more nice i in person. and oh. both of you are just blessed as well and thank may god you. also thank bless you. everything you're doing Amen. yeah thank yeah, you. yeah.
0: Well, thank you very much uh <laughs> we appreciate you you you've been listening to yes the author, the speaker, the writer, the life coach, my goodness, she's everything, the guru. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah Rich <laughs> Asiedu on Africans in the Diaspora with your host today, Olubanjo Dibukaman Adigun, and my co-host.
1: Marchine Leah Adigun.
0: Thank you for listening. We will be back in a few minutes. Thank you for listening. que j'ai trop étant entendu. Dieu merci. My prière a été exorcée. Thank you very much for doing this. We really appreciate you. Bye-bye. Sans toi, Germain,
1: sans toi, sans toi, Nakosu Nakosu. avant toi, toi après L. toi, il n'y aura personne qui sera comme toi, si
0: loin de toi, auprès de toi. La Seigneur contrôle les maison d'amour à l'infini, sans la tête d'expiration, et la séparation. De quoi il division, il passe à être visé
1: sans faire bien promener. Je suis en toi. de la boule, je te la boule. Je suis
2: de te faire la boule. Je suis en
0: la boule. Je suis Véronique Okala, la parisienne, voilà Aristote Saint-toi. et fils à papa sans toi Albert Saint-toi.
2: tell you, what if I tell you, say,
0: me where you see, I don't so see, we're just a jamming it. so be hopeful, cause we're and not busy, baba about where we deserve, you know they use us
2: play, ego and time, that's it where you they I say yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 nobody can say no Papa hello oh, oh. Cause when all who I say yeah 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 nobody can say no hello. Cause you can't define say no matter what them say no matter what them do. yes you Final say, no matter what them say, no matter what them do, delays not deny you, keep waiting.
0: Yes, the music of Banky W, you Get the Final Say. That will bring us to the end of another episode of Africans in the Diaspora with your host, Olubanjo Bucaman Adigun, and my lovely co-host today,
1: Marsheen Leah Adigun.
0: We had a great uh, guest on the show today, uh, Mrs. Asedu. Anna Rich Acedo, the author, the speaker, and life coach. Wow, it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Please make sure you get all the information on her. You can contact her at the, uh, the uh, website. It's at www.myanarich.com. All one word www.myanarich.com. Check it out. I always give her a call. She's always willing to do what she does best. Thank you for listening. May the peace and the blessing of the Lord be with each and every one of you. Thank you. And don't forget to share the podcast. You can listen anywhere you listen to your podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, uh, Radio Republic. We are on anchor.fm every Friday. Thank you and God bless.